Hey friend, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, maybe I've convinced you that you need a community that's ready to buy or buy into what you have to offer. But how do you do this? What are the essential elements of cultivating a thriving community? Join me for this fun conversation in episode 37 of Just One Simple Thing, where my friend Esther Littlefield and I chat about our philosophy of community building, plus how to grow a community that will buy or buy in. Hey friend, welcome to Just One Simple Thing, the podcast where we find the intersection of practical solutions, biblical truth, and creativity as you lead in ministry and business. In order to make an impact, you have to take action, even when you aren't 100% sure what God is up to. If you're tired of trying all the things and ready to do a new thing, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Krista Hutchins, a project manager, coach, wife, mom, encourager, and friend. In each episode, we tackle a specific issue keeping you stuck as you chase after your God dream and give you just one simple thing to help bring clarity to your swirl of creative ideas. Now, let's go solve a problem. Hey friends, I'm Esther Littlefield and I'm the host of the Christian Woman Business Podcast. And I'm Krista Hutchins, the host of the Just One Simple Thing podcast. And today, Esther and I are recording an episode for both of our podcasts. So this will be fun and a little different. If you're a regular listener to either of our podcasts, you know that we've both been talking about creating a community instead of an audience or a platform. We've talked about the value of focusing on community over platform or audience, the benefits of a community, receiving from your community, and we've shared some conversations with others who have built communities on various platforms. And today, we want to share with you how to cultivate your community. But before we get there, let's give you a little bit more context. Yeah, that's right. So we have both learned the hard way on some of this, haven't we, Krista? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So we thought we would just share a few of the things that we have experienced and some of the struggles of building our own businesses and cultivating our own community. So some of the things we have experienced, preparing for months to launch that course or program or book and feeling embarrassed or discouraged by the number of sales, attempting to follow a content plan that we got from an expert only to find that it falls flat, staring at the screen, wondering what on earth am I going to post today that might actually get somebody to comment or react or buying that latest course to learn how to create reels or navigate TikTok, which I still haven't figured out by the way. But all that music and dancing just has me spinning in circles without making real connections. So for me, you know, I spent the first couple years of my online business really focused on trying to grow an audience and I wanted to make make a bigger impact and reach more people. So I spent hours trying to show up on all the social media platforms. I bought courses and joined programs to grow my email list. And I created what I thought were really inspiring and amazing posts on Instagram with minimal response. And I started to question if what I was saying or what I was doing even really mattered. I did a lot of those things as well, Esther. I spent the first couple of years shooting for some really big numbers that I thought would allow me to quit my full-time job. 
I spent all my Saturdays and Sundays sitting at my dining room table, churning out content, hoping something would stick. I followed all the big experts, all the big names that you know, and you've probably followed too, Christian and secular, looking for that one thing that would make all the difference because I was sure it was out there. I jumped from group to group, trying to get to know people, but rarely getting deep enough in any one place to make connections that really lasted. I think we both made all the mistakes that you could make in trying to build a community because we both believed that we had to reach a lot of people in order to make a difference or earn an income. Yeah, so true. But after six plus years in the online space, we have both come to recognize two truths. One is you don't actually need a huge audience to make an impact. And the second is that when your focus is on growing an audience, it can actually be incredibly draining and it keeps you from doing the work that you are meant to do. The thing that you really are excited about doing and working with your people for. So here is the good news. You know, I have been able to develop a stable business without a giant audience. And once I changed my focus from growing my numbers and creating an audience to instead showing up and serving my community that I already had, even though it was small, everything changed. And I've created strong relationships with people who need and value what I do because I try to focus on what's important to them, not necessarily what's important to me. The solution to all of this was really quite simple. Focus on cultivating a community rather than building an audience or platform. Through our work in our own businesses, and as we've supported dozens of clients over the past several years, we've discovered a common philosophy that forms the foundation of building really strong communities. We call it the cultivate your community philosophy. It starts out with the belief that community is built one person at a time, not tens of hundreds of thousands of people, (laughs) but one person, one relationship at a time. As Christians, we value people over profits and we keep our people first and then believe that God will bring the profits. A thriving community provides value to all the members, not just the founder or the leader. So we want the people in our community to find value there. Yeah. Another piece of the philosophy is that it's okay to charge for the time you've invested and the value you bring to your community through the services or programs or products you provide. And when you have invested in your community, they will be excited to pay you and help solve their problems. And it's better to grow deep roots before trying to go grow wide. So that is the cultivate your community philosophy. And it's what Krista and I, even though we've we've done this separately, we really have both kind of found that we have this in common with each other. And applying this philosophy is similar to growing a healthy garden. And so we, what we want to do for this next part is really share with you what we have termed the cultivate method. And it's the four elements you need to grow a thriving community. So if you want to know how to cultivate your own thriving community, this is where we're going to get right into that. So the first piece that you need and the first thing that you need to grow a healthy garden is good soil. And so when we talk about growing a community, the soil is the content. It's the content you create that connects with your community. 
content that gives them a reason to be a part of what you're doing because it's focused on what they want and need, not necessarily just on what you want to teach. After you've got good soil, then you need some sunlight. And that's the conversations you have with your community and that they have with each other. It's not just about talking to you. You want them to um, communicate and talk to each other. Those kind of conversations help them develop deep relationship with you and with the other members of your community. Yeah. And then you need water. Of course, every garden needs water to grow. And so your water for cultivating your community is going to be showing up consistently to keep things growing. So when you have a plan that's based on the interest in your community, you can be consistent without burning out. And I don't know about you, Krista, but I I am really bad at keeping plants alive (laughs) because I'm not super consistent with watering or knowing when to water. (laughs) But with, with cultivating my community, consistency has definitely been something I've been able to do. And that has made a huge difference in the ability to grow a community. That might be why I don't have any plants. Yeah. (laughs) I have those succulents that basically can go without water for like months. And then I keep those alive. (laughs) And if you want to grow your community even faster, you need a little bit of fertilizer. And that's the collaborations that you create with others. Esther and I have both seen the value of this as we have collaborated with each other and with a lot of other people as well. You can develop partnerships that naturally are a good fit for you. They're good for your partners and they're good for your audience. It's like a triple win. And if you do these four things, you can build a thriving community that wants to be connected to you and is willing to pay for the products and services you create. Yeah. And we've seen that happen for ourselves. So let's just talk for a minute about some of the ways that cultivating a community has benefited us and and helped us. So one of the things it's done is basically given a sense of relief from feeling like I have to chase likes and followers and trying to just grow those numbers and instead allowed me to just focus on real meaningful engagement. And ironically, that actually has grown the numbers. (laughs) the real engagement. And then customers and students who rave about our programs and services. I don't know about you, Krista, but it's Mm -hmm. always so rewarding when you have someone who buys one of your products or, or uses your services and then is able to tell you how much it has helped them and to help change their life. And so that's super exciting. Yeah, it's really encouraging and makes you feel like you're really on the right track and doing what God has gifted you to do. So I love that part too. It's also for me, it's given me increased opportunities to grow with speaking engagements, podcast guesting, and and lots of other collaborations. You know, I'm big on collaborations and Mm -hmm. I love working with other people. It's also been really fun to meet in real life with our clients and students. And we've both had the opportunity to do that recently. And it's just been so much fun to put real skin on real people that we love serving. And it's just made the whole thing more fun. Instead of always being discouraged and drained, it's just a a more fun way to be in business and serve with our gifts and talents. And we want that same thriving community for you too. Yeah, yeah. So of course, we know that you can take what you've learned from each of our podcasts and other resources we've shared But we also wanted to provide something that would give you step-by-step instructions, 
templates, tools, scripts, things that we have developed and used in our own businesses that have helped us to create our communities. And so together we collaborated (laughs) and we created the Cultivate Your Community course. So this course is going to be open over Black Friday. So if you're listening in real time, coming right up November 26th weekend, Black Friday weekend, and we can't wait for you to get it in your hands because this is going to be something that I truly believe will actually help you to not just change your mindset about growing your audience, you know, into changing it to growing your community, but it's also going to give you practical, tangible help in doing that. So you can head over to cultivatecourse.com. And so if you're listening before November 26th, you'll be able to jump on the wait list and you'll find out you'll be the first to know when the doors are open to the program. And if you're listening after the 26th, you'll be able to enroll in the course right there at cultivatecourse.com. Thanks for listening. This has been so fun, Esther, to do this together. I can't wait to see everyone inside the Cultivate Your Community course. Before we run off, let's do a little check-in. Here we are near the end of another month. Did it get away from you again with little progress on your goals and plans? Do you need help figuring out where to focus, but you aren't ready to invest in one-on-one coaching? Then I have just the thing for you, the most cost-effective way to get the benefits of expert input on your goals and plans. With a move forward review, you can submit your plans for the month. I'll take a look and make sure your plan is aligned with your goals, that it's doable, and that it's structured in a sequence that makes sense. Then I'll email you my feedback along with resource recommendations for areas where you may be stuck, and perhaps a little tough grace if you need it, just like I give in my one-on-one coaching calls. Y'all, I'm just being honest here. This is the biggest bang for the buck of all my products and services. If you've ever wanted an affordable and time-efficient way to benefit from my project management experience, this is it. You can get all the details at the link in the show notes. And remember, clarity comes from action, and action can be just one simple thing.